Hello and welcome to Dr. Fitness USA, the show. Exercise is medicine, strength training is stronger medicine. With your host, Batista Grimaud, and myself, Stephen Hersey, a.k.a. Dr. Fitness USA. Everybody, I am Batista. Today, we are so excited to have as our guest, Lee Hodgins. Lee is an organizational design and business operations expert with over 35 years of experience. He has helped businesses grow to thousands of employees with six and seven figures in revenue and understands the unique challenges of scaling business operations. Lee loves helping business owners move from being a solopreneur to CEO and unlock their personal and business potential while getting into the mindset for growth and achieving breakthroughs that change their business forever. Lee, we're so excited to have you with us today. Welcome. Thank you, Batista. I appreciate that very much. That intrigued me about your story is that you were uh, diagnosed with multiple sclerosis early on in your life. And yes. so you're very you're a very successful business owner now. So can you tell me a little bit about that journey with multiple sclerosis? Sure, yeah. Uh, so I was 24, 23 years old, somewhere around there. And I was uh, in the middle of doing my first business startup, actually, uh, at that point. And I was, I was pretty, it was a pretty stressful time. And there was a lot going on in my life. And for some reason, the MS condition kind of hit me at that point. So uh, I was struck down, you could say, for a period of time. Uh, I lost all the feeling on, my, on the right side of my body. And basically lost the the use of my right arm for uh, a period of time, and so the doctors really didn't have a lot of mm, they didn't have a lot of solutions for MS at that point. Science hadn't really uh, done anything at, uh, to sort of there was no cure. Let's put it that way. So I was told that you know there there might be a chance that I would end up in a wheelchair. And or worse, I could die from it. Uh, and many people have. And so I was really struck by that, uh, as anyone would be. And so I began a process of saying to myself, first of all, that uh, I didn't want to be that way. And I know everybody would say that usually if they were told that, but I really believed it. I believe that, uh, you know, there must be a way that I can either beat or learn to, you know, control or somehow manage this condition. So I started on a lifestyle process that included uh, what's commonly called a paleo diet these days, I think. Back then, we called it a caveman diet. And all that meant was I cut out all the processed food and all the sugar out of my diet, including uh, fruit sugar. So that included juice or, or any kind of fruit uh, at that point. And I'm, certainly I'm not trying to prescribe that this should work for you, but this is what I did. And this is what you know led me on or started me on a journey toward 
uh, health and fitness. So I started with diet and then I began to actually uh, once once. Uh, so for me, I was lucky because the initial attack of MS kind of faded off after a while and I regained the use of my arm and I started to be able to feel things again <laughs> on the right side of my body. So I decided at that point that I was going to go back to the gym. I'd, I'd been doing fitness exercise and I was involved in athletics uh, when I was young, but I'd really fallen off that bandwagon as a, you know, as a young man. And so I rededicated myself to a fitness regime. And that really involved going back to the gym. And I started lifting weights. I started doing resistance training as a way of just, if not physically combating the condition, at least mentally being able to say, hey, I can still do this. So that led to what I call, you know, a real lifestyle change for me. And I, I can honestly say that I never looked back after that. Uh, I became a, a fitness trainer, a certified fitness trainer and coach later on in life. Uh, and I used that as kind of a platform for uh, educating and training other people who felt that they had no other options or they were in a position where, you know, they would never be able to do what I do. Uh, and so I really became that sort of glue and that inspiration for people who were struggling with their fitness for whatever reason, whether it was, you know, just a lifestyle issue or whether they actually had disease conditions of some mm -hmm. sort. So, and here I am, I'm, uh, I just turned 60 this year and uh, I feel like uh, I've, I've never really looked back, as I said, and uh, I just want to say that, you know, if you find that you're behind the eight ball for some reason in your life, whether it's, you know, through disease or through, you know, mental health issues or whether it's through lifestyle or life circumstances, fitness can play a part in being able to rehabilitate you and get you on the right track again. So that's that's essentially my story. There's lots of other stuff, but we don't have to deal with that today. That's amazing. So, uh, so you work with uh, entrepreneurs and business owners in helping them scale your business. So I would imagine that mindset, that health mindset, is really something that you encourage them to embrace. Yes, yes, very much so. Uh, thank you for that. I'm what I call a, a small business to medium-sized business uh, scaling specialist. So I deal with uh, my audience is basically people who are owners or founders of successful businesses. These are not startups. These are businesses that are thriving. They're growing. And my mission is to help the entrepreneurs who started those businesses become even more successful CEOs as they navigate uh, the management and operational behaviors uh, that they need to take on as their businesses grow. There's mm -hmm. a really tricky period uh, of time in the life cycle of a business and of an entrepreneur who owns that business where their business is growing 
And the entrepreneur finds that they don't necessarily have the skills that it takes to continue to grow with that business. So I work with and I coach entrepreneurs to basically develop that skill set that they need in order to actually help their business continue to grow. You were diagnosed very young. Yes. And you made a decision, you changed your mindset, and you said, yes. I'm not going to let that uh, stop me. The diseases of aging start when you are in your 20s and 30s. Yes. Oftentimes, of course, they're not diagnosed then because there's no evidence. So you were very fortunate that you had a diagnosis that you could say, yeah, I'm going to change my life. But for a lot of people, there is no diagnosis and they continue on the wheel. And especially as entrepreneur, you know that we are on the wheel a lot of times, right? So I I was curious, there's a definite message in your field to the decisions that you made early on. Here's the thing. When I coach entrepreneurs and business owners to change their behaviors, one of the first steps that I take in that process with them is looking at their mindset and looking at their uh, their value system and how that's influenced not only how they got into business in the first place, but how it's influencing their business as it grows in the present moment. And what I find is a lot of entrepreneurs, and you and I were talking about this earlier when you know when we were first thinking about this episode, the, the entrepreneurs that I deal with. Uh, have often neglected their own personal well-being, not only mentally, but physically, as their businesses have grown. It's like taking, you know, the the story is oftentimes your business is like a, a baby and you have to nurture it, make sure that its well-being is taken care of. And as a result, entrepreneurs and business owners often neglect their own personal care and their own personal well-being as they take care of their businesses. So I find entrepreneurs, uh, when I deal with them, are often stressed out, they're, they're in ill health and they, they probably don't even know it. They're, they're feeling under the weather a lot of the time, they're losing sleep. There's any number of sort of uh, red flags that are going on in their life that they're not aware of as far as their personal health and well-being is concerned. So some of the first things that I do with entrepreneurs in terms of addressing their mindset is saying, where are you at in your life? Like, where, what is your lifestyle like? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you drinking enough water? Are you sleeping? Do you have other stress factors going on in your life other than your business? Because sometimes there's family issues. Sometimes there's any number of things that are going on in their life that are also contributing to that stress factor. And so oftentimes I end up going back to the basics when it comes to working with the entrepreneur or the business owner and saying, okay, you've got to exercise more. You've got to drink more water. You've got to get more sleep. And in order to do that, let's work on your business as well as making sure that you're doing some goal planning and some lifestyle changes for yourself. If you don't do that, how is your business going to survive if you fail? So that's where we start. 
you teach men to or women to have a CEO mindset. Yes, so very much so. When you uh, first meet a client, uh, most of the time they show up as a rusty old relic type of automobile. Okay. And uh, so in your conversation, you alert them that exercise is really important. Yep. But how do you hone in on what type of exercise? Their idea of exercise is running out with a pair of shorts and running shoes and doing a 10-minute quick run. They're actually adding to their stress level because they're on a time clock. Is there a way that you outline what type of exercise are you doing and what would you think would be the result? Because you as a personal uh, coach on a super high level, actually take the time out from your business and go to a real gym. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So so the question always is, how do you get them to change their mindset? Because for men... Uh, we have a uh, feminine side. So any type of change is very scary. That means when they look at the blackboard and the blackboard is empty, unlike women, they're afraid to take a risk. So they're a creature of habit. So uh, in your conversations with them, do you create a game plan of what type of exercise that would be at most beneficial so that they can... uh, be stronger, healthier, and more patient with people in their life coming from a loving place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good point. Yeah, yeah. So uh, to your point, um, everyone is different, first of all. Let's be clear. Some people, when they, as as you said, some people, when they think of exercise, they, they think of certain kinds of exercise, whether it's running or playing a team sport of some sort or, uh, you know, going to the gym or whatever. I'm not necessarily there to be prescriptive to them about the type of exercise that they do. What I try to do is inspire them to get active. First of all, that's the key thing, because as you said, some, you know, some people, including men and women, uh, they're starting from scratch in a lot of cases. They may have never exercised before. Or they may have exercised and only done one kind, and it it may not be resistance training or strength training. Uh, What I do is I try to inspire through my own example, through my own experience. So I use strength training as the starting point for that. And I tell them, look, this is my story. And I tell them my story. I'm not afraid to say that I I have a disease condition because it's still there. It hasn't gone away per se, but uh, I've I've learned to be able to uh, adapt to it. And that's the key. So, and the way that, you know, my story goes is my adaptation came through strength and resistance training specifically. That's where my story is. So I try to inspire my clients by telling them my story. Now, some of them are inspired to do something similar to do strength training and that's what i really i feel passionate about strength training so that really excites me when they do that Uh, now is strength training for everyone no but it's for the people who decide that it is for sure 
So that's where I really try to gain the the self-confidence of my clients is really just showing them that there is a way and that my my suggested way is doing strength training. And you can start small. You don't have to go to a gym. A lot of people are intimidated by gyms. So you can start at home with a with a set of dumbbells and, or doing some body weight training. So oftentimes I will actually the trainer comes out in me still, <laughs> even though I don't I don't do personal training anymore. The trainer still is in there. And so I will actually sometimes prescribe certain types of exercises at home that they can do that involve strength training. That's usually where I start. To what you're saying about strength training is not for everybody. So that's actually the purpose of our show, right? Because for, for us and with all yes. the evidence that uh, strength training is the number one sport to rebuild muscle mass, which we need as we grow older, then in our perspective, strength training, everybody should do it. And fair enough. Uh, I, uh, when I said it's not for everybody, some people just don't want to do it. Like, right? It's sort of a sales game where you're trying to convince somebody that, uh, or influence somebody that something is good for them, even though they may not think it is. Yeah, that, that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, precisely. <laughs> By all means, uh, I'm with you on that. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm part of the uh, the converted masses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because there's so many misconceptions on uh, strength training. Um, Agreed. Yes. You know, I don't know how many women I've trained as a trainer who have said, I don't want to do too much heavy lifting because I'll get all bulky. And we know as trainers that that's a misconception, that that is just a myth. It's not true. Yeah. So working with those misconceptions about strength training is really important, especially if, uh, if I'm prescribing it or if I'm suggesting it to my clients, which I always do. Dr. Fitness USA's vision is to create a stronger, healthier society of people enjoying vibrant health, unshakable self-confidence, and a sculpted body they'll fall in love with. Our custom-tailored formulas act as the GPS to your ultimate transformation so you can reach your destination faster and safer without injury. The Feminine Body Design program teaches a woman the art of strength training from a female perspective and helps her achieve the feminine physique she always dreamed of having. The Design Formula program teaches men to achieve a sculpted manly physique without injuries. Seniors can tap into the fountain of youth, get a new lease on life, rebuild their strength and eliminate aches and pains. Those with injuries learn to rehabilitate them, recover mobility, and relieve back, neck, shoulder, and knee pain. Now, with working with Steven, just in, what, four workouts, I think, so far, if that, um, I have no pain in my knees like I used to. Suddenly a quietness in the mind, clarity. I mean, I don't have back pain anymore. It's amazing. It's just really amazing. I'm Bernie Dorman. I'm founder and chairman of CO Space International, and I so endorse Dr. Fitness for leaders that better life. He does the inside and the outside to make sure you're the best leader you can ever be. And yesterday was already too late to say yes. 
If your mind can conceive it and your heart can believe it, then Dr. Fitness USA can help you achieve it. You even said yourself that when you started, you geared towards strength training and not bodybuilding. And I, and I made that uh, distinction yes. that there's two different worlds. The world of bodybuilding, which is competition and steroids and all this, which is not necessarily healthy, but strength training in, in itself is really a healthy sport. Now, as a young man, you were smart enough that you were able to make that distinction and make a choice. We need to gear people to, towards making the right choice through yes. education, right? Yes, so absolutely. You, and you're absolutely okay. right. I didn't know that there was a difference between bodybuilding and strength training until much later in my sort of fitness journey. Uh, and then I realized after a while that because I was inspired by the Arnold Schwarzeneggers of the world, I can grow big muscles. But I discovered later on that that was a different world than the actual world of being able to lift heavy things, because that's really what it's about. It's about lifting heavy things and being able to do it in a functional way that, you know, promotes health and vitality in your body. And I can speak to the health and vitality part uh, specifically, personally. I like lifting heavy things. <laughs> yeah. I, I slept for 650 pounds. Did I tell you that? <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Smiling. I make the boys cry in the gym. Yes. You, you'll have all those big guys dropping their jaws yes. at that rate. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say to a business leader? This, this happened to me, and that's why I'm asking two times it happened that they were looking for speakers to talk to their, to their crowd on a summit. And um, when I presented my pitch about the health entrepreneurs, in two occasions, they said, well, my... Uh, my audience are wanting to hear business tools. This is not a health platform. So I don't think you're a good fit for our audience. <laughs> Twice. How do you rebuttal that? I think there's just one phrase that I would use, and that is your health is business. Your health is your business. If you don't have your health, you have no business. And honestly, I don't want to get judgy here, but if you don't have your health, then you have no business being in business. But it's, it's pretty simple, really. And I think the narrative is starting to become more common out there now that you need your health in order to live your life uh, as, as wonderfully and as joyfully as you possibly can. If you don't have your health, then you don't have a life, really. You may not be dead, but the quality of your life diminishes in tandem with the diminishing of your health. I've worked with CEOs of large and mid-sized businesses where there's thousands of employees. And I have seen the mindset of CEOs that have drank the juice <laughs> of everything is business, life is business, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, fine, right? But that to me is rampant uh, capitalism that is out of control. And it, and it really doesn't 
it doesn't bode well for the health of the people involved in those businesses, including the owners and the founders. Mm -hmm. uh, and they should be concerned about that because what they find is they wake up one morning with an aneurysm or a heart attack or diabetes or some other chronic condition that could be life-threatening. And it's totally preventable. It's totally preventable. So, yeah. I mean, okay. I, I've, I've been down that path, right? Uh, for the last 30, 40 years, I have gone through cycles where I've neglected and then reaffirmed my health journey. And the times when I've neglected it are the times when I've been the, the least productive and the least successful in my life. So would you say that your health practice really improves uh, clarity, focus, productivity? Everything. 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 I mean, the, 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 the research is out there, right? Uh, to your earlier point, as you grow older, strength training and um, being able to lift heavy things is uh, a necessity. I mean, we were, we, we, we were, uh, we've evolved from that as primates, as human beings. The fact is that our bodies are made to lift things. And if we don't, they, the muscles and the uh, coordination, the proprioceptive eye hand stuff, it all fades, it all disappears. In the pandemic recently, I was shut out of all the gyms and I was left flat footed because I didn't have a lot of equipment at home. And I found that my proprioceptive abilities and my balance, in other words, my ability to control how my body moves and balances itself, started to fade. It went away in a matter of a few months. And that's because I stopped training. I stopped doing what I needed to do in order to make sure that I stayed on top of my fitness and my health. And that happens to everybody, but it happens to me at a faster rate because of the condition that I have. Yeah. So what, uh, based on that uh, conversation, what you could tell us that would help uh, entrepreneurs uh, advance into a more positive mindset? So I think there's three tips that I would offer to keep the wheels from flying off your health and your business. Number one, you've got to put yourself first. In everything that you do, you have to put yourself first. And I know that's, that is so far outside the purview of most entrepreneurs and business owners. They, they grow up with their businesses thinking that the business, like a child, needs their support first and foremost. Uh, but if you've ever been a mother, they'll tell you that uh, if they didn't look after their own health, then the health of their babies would suffer. And I mean, that's just common sense. So that's the number one thing. Put yourself, you've got to make that decision. And that's a mindset issue. Number two is being able to actually start with some basics when it comes to your physical health. So are you getting, I walk the, the client through several sort of health lifestyle kinds of questions. Number one, are you getting enough sleep? What is the quality of your sleep? Are you waking up and bolt upright in the middle of the night thinking, oh my God, I've got to do that thing tomorrow. And if you are, then 
we need to work on a strategy, get you back on a healthy sleep routine. Then we go from there in terms of just basic lifestyle issues. Are you getting out and doing some activity every day? Anything, walking. Walking is something that people stop doing after a certain age or within a certain life cycle of their business as an entrepreneur. And we look at diet then. What do you eat? Are you eating a lot of fast food stuff? Are you going out to all these business dinners and eating all this really fatty, salty, oily food that's usually available at the business dinners? Uh, are you eating pastries first thing in the morning because you have a breakfast meeting? What's going on there? And then we look at specifically the activity and what kind of activity you need to be doing. And so that's where I talk about my journey, uh, what I've done with strength training. So uh, I get them through that sort of thought process around that. I let the trainer kick in uh, after a while for me with my clients. And I kind of switch hats a little bit. So I go into the, the coaching side, but then I go into the trainer side as well. So those three things, really important. What is it that you're doing now that you couldn't do if you were on a wheelchair? You have this whole lifestyle that you promote traveling. Yeah, so I've been to uh, 50 some odd countries around the world. Um, I lived and worked in the Middle East for a number of years. I was one of the senior managers on a startup project in, uh, that was in the oil and gas industry in the Middle East. I would never have been able to do any of that if I had not made those decisions early on to take care of my health and to develop a lifestyle that included strength and resistance training, but also included, you know, just taking care of what I eat, the kind of stressors I allow to, you know, infect my brain, <laughs> as we all have, and and just being able to deal with life circumstances in a way that uh, continues to promote uh, the, the fact that life is something that is a joy to be lived, not a hell to be endured. So, yeah, I, I've really taken that on. I, I have a bit of an adventurous spirit. So uh, travel is one of my passions now. Uh, I, when I was 17, I, I, I struck out all the way. I took my car and drove all the way across Canada. When I started to experience my health concerns in my early 20s, I, I, one of the things that prompted me to make the decision to change my lifestyle or to adapt to a lifestyle that included fitness uh, and strength training was I want to be able to keep doing that. I don't want to be confined to a wheelchair. That's just not the kind of life that I want to live. And I will do everything I can to prevent that. Yeah. Everybody goes through a point in their life where they have to make those critical decisions. And sometimes the clients that I work with are well into their 30s, 40s, 50s, and they're just then realizing that they have some key decisions to make about how they want to live their life. Okay, so Lee, I hear you have a free gift uh, for our guests. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, if you are a small business owner or even a medium-sized entrepreneur owner or founder who is in the middle of experiencing that 
phase of business growth where you're starting to scale your operations or maybe you're planning for it and uh, you feel like you need to grow but at the same time you're starting your business is starting to tell you that maybe the wheels are flying off <laughs> if you're in that situation i would love to give you a 1 hour consultation and i would do that for free in that consultation i will give you an action plan that you can use you can take it and use it immediately. It'll be a very practical action plan that focuses on the six factors of operational business growth. So starting with your mindset, that's where we're going to start. And then looking at your strategy and then looking at your goal plans, then looking at your business processes, then looking at your people processes, and then looking at how work is done within the business. So those six factors I'll walk you through and we'll pick some that you can take some action on right away to help you get control of your growth process. This is a tricky time for you if you're in the middle of that. And a lot of businesses fail because the owner or the founder of the business doesn't keep up with their business growth. So how can one uh, contact you? Yeah, so it's through my website, Gorilla Coaching. So Gorilla as in the military gorilla. So G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A, gorillacoaching.ca. Look at the website. You'll see that there's a button there to have a chat with me. Go ahead, schedule a chat. Let's have a one-hour conversation around your business growth. It was an honor and a pleasure to have you as our guest. Make sure to find Lee and to ask for help. He's your guy if you want to scale your business. Thank you again so much. Thank you so much, Batista and Stephen. I really appreciate this and all the best to you and to your audience. It's been great. Great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 